0: Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, March 25th. We need an official quarantine countdown. What what day are we going with? <clears throat> I'm writing it down right now. Um, day officially quarantine well, or officially, officially unofficial? Officially unofficial day of quarantine. Um, are we going? Are we two weeks? Um, are we 13 days? 13 days. Really? That that's day without sports. Two weeks ago, oh, to tomorrow okay. will be yeah. the first day. I'm thinking, everything. I'm thinking a week of like quarantine. This is when I started, I started working from home on last Wednesday. So a full week. Okay. We'll go day. We'll go. We're on day seven. Day seven. It's official. <clears throat> Congratulations. You made it to day seven of quarantine a week. Um, so you got the first week out of the way. They say the first week's the hardest. Once you go for a week. Um, I think they're talking about the gym, but you can, you can keep on going. So you might as well keep going. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. We know it is a continued life without sports, but we're going to get through it. We are. We're here to talk you through some sports because at least there's some stuff happening. I know it's not a lot. I'm with you. It's not. But there's transfer news. There's coaches moving. um, And then we've got a villain bracket. We've got a bracket out. There's a lot of brackets. There's a lot of good brackets. I'm impartial to our bracket. Yeah, I think ours is... You'll definitely have to check it out. Okay, um, for sure. And then then free agency as well. Um, we've got a great show for you all. Do you want to tell them about our friends at Commercial Bank, though, before we get started? Yeah. So, Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions, life, made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Did you mean to share that post in Hunter's Wedding group? Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That's awesome. I mean, you can watch it if you uh, are coming from there. I figured Landa didn't mean to, but you, you can certainly watch I was it. Ju- I was just in a, I was just sharing You're that just with clicking. whoever. A lot yeah. of clicks. Lot of whoever clicks. was willing for it to be Ooh. shared with, I was sharing it. So. I'm warm. We might have to turn on this fan. You warm? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm almost sweating. I'm, I'm not dialed in. I'm not focused in. I'm ready to keep okay. going. Yeah. I'm, Caleb's amped up. The Let's sweat, get going. The sweat's already rolling. So getting sweaty. Oh yeah, we're getting real sweaty today. But not like Bruce Pearl sweaty. No, never, never <laughs> Bruce Pearl sweaty, ever. That's good. I don't know. I've actually, I've come close a few. I've got, my brother's wedding, I was Bruce Pearl sweaty. I mean, I sweat through my shirt entirely, so. Were we that sweaty at my wedding? it was hot. hot. Your wedding was, your wedding was hot, but it was not as hot as Sam's. Really? And. Was his outside? Yeah, and his, like, where they had it, it was like, almost completely enclosed, it felt like. Whereas yours was like, open except for one wall. Yeah. The barn, so. It was a little bit different. But, yeah, that's the only time I've ever sweat anywhere close to Bruce Pearl sweaty. So, Did you see him? I know we'll talk about it. What about that? I feel like that was an upset. Yeah, him losing. Yeah. Yeah. His pro lost I'm excited. I think there were some interesting ones. I'm excited to talk about those. Yeah. But we're obviously going to get to that later. Uh, the first thing we're going to jump into is strength coach Fitz. He's gone. The He's Giants. Gone. He's gone. And I think we have a front runner. I think it's it was Craig Fitzgerald's right-hand man. I think that's going to be AJ Artis. Um, he played tight end at Campbell University um, and then was at App State in their strength and conditioning program and then Duke for two years, and then he's been with Craig Fitzgerald since he's been at UT. Um, I think that just makes the most sense to hire from within. I like Brian Gerardo. Um, I think he's done a good job. That was my pick when this first happened. But then I learned that uh, A.J. Artis was kind of – he had the most um, – most say-so, I guess, most responsibilities um, within the program besides Craig Fitzgerald. So I feel like that's probably who we're leaning to to get that strength job. Right, it definitely sounds like you talked about who it could be. I think there's 100% like it's going to happen a hire from within. Yeah. Uh, Pruitt kind of talked about how this transition's really, you know, it's really important and the, the guys that you know, Fitzgerald's assistants were the ones kind of – they were able to pick up exactly where we left off um, and because everyone's at home right now on yeah. their own. And yeah. so there's there's really not much a strength coach can do right now other than get a plan together. Well, we already had a plan together. Now it's just about making sure it's implemented by the athletes. Seems like they didn't miss a beat with uh, with, with Fitz, Fitz going to the Giants. So, I, I yeah, I think it's from within, yeah. whoever that may be. And it just makes it easier on, on the person that you give that job to if you hire from within, I feel like it's an easier transition to, for them to get their staff together. Cause I feel like you don't have to do much. Like Fitzgerald leaves, you just move everybody up one. Right. And so you're not having to, I know Gerardo <laughs> is with AJ artists at app state. So they've worked together for years now. So right. it, it's not like it's going to be like new, new guy here, new guy there. It's, you know, just keep the train rolling and, and keep those same guys in here and let's finish what, Craig Fitzgerald started. Have we heard anything about anybody potentially going with him to the Giants? Is he taking any from heard the that. staff? I haven't heard that. Because that that is a possibility as well. That I don't, I don't yeah. know exactly what he wants out of that program or what that's going to look like. I don't know how many guys, if any, came from the Texans with him. Um, but I, it's always a possibility when a coach goes that – an assistant goes with him. So Yeah. Haven't yeah. heard anything about that. I mean, that's – the NFL is so much different, I guess. When something like that happens, because usually like offensive coordinators like they don't bring their entire offensive staff right. with them. Um, you know, offensive coordinators go from team to team to team in the NFL. But I feel like the college, you're always trying to get that next best job, right? <clears throat> so with him moving to the NFL, I don't, I don't, f- I really wouldn't look for a lot of people going with him, just because it's a different league. It's definitely different. I don't know. We'll see. I, need, I guess we, that's something we can look up this week, find out who, if any, came from the Texans. Yeah. Any NFL, I don't know. So that may be something to check into. Um, obviously, the strength and conditioning program is really important. This is a, I'm not. – I'm not willing to say it's a big hire for Jeremy Pruitt to make because it's tough with the situation you've been thrown into with not being in school, not having spring practice, not having guys in the weight room but i think i guess what's important is how the transition happens whoever you hire whatever i don't know if the hire's got to be fantastic but whatever program you implement it's i mean you got to make sure you get that right so i guess yeah it's got to be a great hire cuz it starts it starts with the hire but it's like if you can get a guy that's an assistant that's in it to get it rolling for at least a year until you can make it to next year and hopefully that winter and spring is normal then maybe you do that i don't know yeah, I mean maybe you, maybe you make it a interim period where mm-hmm. he does it for a year, and if it works, then you hire him on full time. Right. So, yeah, I mean that's I feel like the and it, it's a lot of pressure too. But I mean this is kind of a gift for AJ Artist or Brian Gerardo or Mike Farrell, whoever it is, um, that they get this job because this is their kind of trial. Like, right. can you can you handle a big program like this? Are you able to make? You know, be the third highest paid strength coach in a few years. Not mm-hmm. saying right now, but you know, we've proven that we can give that money. Can you earn that money? Right. So it's definitely a good tryout period for some of these some of these guys who maybe they would have had to go to like an an app state to to be a head, in a head position. Now they get a chance to do it themselves. Yeah. yeah. Definitely going to be a good opportunity for some of those guys. Uh, not only are coaches moving; it's also transfer season. Falls are already seeing one guy. Yeah. It's, well, I guess there's already been some plenty of football talk, guys we, moving around. But We got a punter. He's been in it for a while. Or did we get a punter? Yeah, we got oh, a punter. Oh, we got one? Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. So, uh, Brett Graham from uh, UConn will be a grad transfer. I feel like, you know, this he, – he didn't punt any last year. He, he punted some um, in 2017, I guess. Yeah, so didn't punt any last last year or the year before and then started all 12 games as a punter in 2017. I mean, he had 63 punts for a 38.8-yard average. Um, so, I, I mean, it's somebody to come in here that's had some experience to give Paxton Brooks a little competition because um, yeah. Joe Doyle announced that he was transferring. So, you know, that it was kind of just Paxton Brooks's job. Right now, you have a guy who's had some college experience. I feel like that that should elevate Paxton Brooks a little bit and, and motivate him to to get better. Um, I, I wouldn't see this guy, Brett Graham, really. No, it doesn't sound like he's hurting. Gonna, it doesn't sound like he's Brooks. gonna have a chance. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's his job to go win. I don't think it's anything like that. But it's it's somebody to give a little bit of competition to. Right. Getting punters, okay. Getting punters, yeah. Um, And then also losing one on the basketball team. Jalen Johnson has entered the transfer portal. What's your thoughts? With the guys, I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't know if I would have guessed. I I definitely wouldn't have guessed it. I should say that. Um, But I'm not surprised with the talent coming in um, and the playing time that Jalen Johnson got this year. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully he goes somewhere and is very successful. All the guys on the team last year, I mean, they said constantly, Jalen is the best player on the team. He's the best player on the team. He never either got the opportunity or just didn't utilize opportunities in games to prove that. Yeah. Um I mean, we saw flashes, but we never, we never saw that he was the best player on the court ever yeah. in a game. I definitely would not have guessed that. No. And maybe he goes somewhere, though. I don't know if he's looking to transfer at a similar level or if he's going to go, you know, a lower league and go that route. Um, I would imagine the lower league would be better for him. I think maybe that would give him an opportunity to be the best player on the court. Yeah, and, and score the basketball and, and play 30 minutes a game. I mean, he only averaged 15 and a half minutes per game last year, and last year was – it wasn't a good year. Like, no. it, was, it was a rebuilding year, and – so I mean, it was definitely going to decrease when Jalen or Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer were coming in. That was just yeah. the fact, right? I mean, it may he may have made his decision long before the season was over. Yeah, that that's a real possibility. So, yeah, I mean, you can't really do anything when when guys are coming in that's already like you've been in the program for four years now. Yeah, and guys are going to come over here and take your like you know that they're going to be better than you anyway. And I don't think this was just like a bad breakup. I think the post that the that Tennessee basketball put out of thanking Jalen Johnson for his time and his his hard work put in, I think that's great. I, I think that's good for both parties to kind of benefit from from this. That right. hey, here's here's my scholarship. I'm gonna go try to be. I'm gonna go try to pursue this basketball career. He could have stayed and and maybe played five minutes in a game and mop up duty or, or whatever next year. But I, I think it's cool for him to, to get that opportunity to go to a lower level, like maybe a Providence. I know Providence is one of the teams that he was recruited pretty heavily by. Maybe he goes there and earns a starting job and, and plays well. So wish him the best of luck. I, I don't think this was a bad breakup by any means. I mean, did you see Georgia put a post about K Mays when he left? Right. I mean, right. that's, yeah, I don't I yeah, I don't think there was I think this is definitely um maybe a closer closer to mutual party in ways than most college transfers. Yep. Um maybe we use that scholarship to go get a big man. Yeah, um, That's what we need. I, I so. think the scholarship is probably going to and it's I guess it's kind of a big man. Um EJ Anisiki, The grad transfer from Sacred Heart, he is he's six six. But he averages 15 points a game, and I have this 15.7 points per game and 11.6 rebounds per game. And yeah, maybe you know the points on transfer, but rebounding is just effort. If the, if the rebound transfers, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's all I need. I mean, and I think Tennessee won the rim protector, but I think this guy makes sense just because he's 6'6", 245 pounds. Like he's a big dude, right? I mean, he's similar to similar build as like Eve's Ponds. Um, But I think Tennessee's really in this one. His sister went to Tennessee. I don't know if you remember Nikki Inesiki. Yes. Yeah. She played for uh, the Lady Vols through 2004 to 2008. Um, She was part of that Candace Parker, Shannon Bobbitt, Alexis Hornbuckle um, group where they won two national championships. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, with him not able to take visits and stuff like that, I think Tennessee just makes sense. Um, He put out his top seven. Tennessee was in that. And he wants to make a decision later on in the week. Um, The top seven was Louisville, Wake Forest, Georgia, Tennessee, Gonzaga, Georgetown, and Boston College. Um, So, none of those teams, I'm just like, oh, they're terrible. Right. Like, those are some – Gonzaga and Louisville, those are big-time programs. Yeah, I mean – For for them to want this kid, I I think it's – it just makes sense. I I think we have a rim protector in East Pond, so do we really need – I mean, somebody that's just like. I mean, you need, if you're going to control the boards and if you're going to compete anytime you have someone like Azabuki, you need a big body. And Eve's Pawns isn't that. You need somebody who can go down there, bang down low with him, get them in foul trouble, which we were able to get him in foul trouble this year. But um, you need more than just a guy who can jump up and grab the ball, you need someone who can bang down low. Yep. That's what we lack. He looks like he's at least stouter. Um, so at least maybe he can make him work for it. Uh, I mean, but if you play, you know, he's never going to be, fa- he, he never should be faced up on a guy that's six ten, seven foot. Right. And, but that's, that's the guy we need right now. Cause John ferguson has got the height, but he doesn't have the width to play with it. So, yeah. But I mean, how many people are you going to face like as a bookie? Well, I mean, just, but I mean, look at South Carolina's, uh, what's his name? Mm. Kozer. Cozart, Cozart. yeah, Cozart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at him. Lengthy uses his body real well, able to move John Fulkerson around plenty. Eve's pawns, couldn't erase many of his points. Like, you need somebody who can, yeah, who who won't get pushed around in the paint by him. And, and that's probably somebody they wanted to go after, somebody like a like a big post player like that. But there wasn't any available. Yeah, we've um, got to do a better and, job of getting and, out in front. I don't know how we do that. I'm not very familiar with recruiting in basketball, but. Man, men just changed the game so much. Yeah, shooters are nice, but and I and I don't know if it's just like, I mean, going into this year, like you thought you had Derek Walker, yeah. um, and DJ Burns. So I mean that, I get I get what you're saying, but like, does a does a three star big man really come in and help your team next year? Because next year's the year. Like that's this is your chance to be good again. I mean, he may help it more than Plavsic. <laughs> yeah. He may.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, Plov, Plovich, I, mean I, don't,
0: I don't know what his star rating was. But if you're getting – if he averages eight rebounds per game, like that's that's what we need. Oh, I mean, if that guy's able to go in and do stuff on the boards, then we're, we're in yeah, a really good spot. Yeah, because, I mean, spot. you you have shot blockers. I mean, John Folkerson did well at shot blocking too. I, I think people were just kind of underestimating him as being able to block a shot, and he gets some block shots oh, he on the, gets, on the yeah, baseline. Oh, I mean, I think he had, like, 20 this year. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have somebody that can get on the boards, I, I feel like this this just makes sense to me. Even though he's six six, he's not, like, the 6'10", like you probably wanted. But with guys not able to take visits and stuff like that right now as grad transfers, I feel like it's kind of difficult to recruit right now. Um, but you have a guy that's familiar with Tennessee, and, yeah, this just makes sense to me. Yeah, I'd like to see us get out in the front. I, I don't – I mean, I just can't imagine Plovšić getting much better in his next two years. Yeah. Um, we also have a question about basketball. I'll go ahead and get into that because it's kind of like what you said about Plavsic. So, Mafia, good to see him back. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Um, he says, all things equal, is ball hoops a legit top 10 team next year or is it overcompensating in our heads for this year? I mean, there's two guys we haven't seen play college basketball yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that are that that'll be your, that should be your top three players. I mean, with the Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, we're just itching to get back to that success, and with a lot of unknowns on this team, I feel like that's hard to just yeah, put all your faith into that. Right now, do we have the potential to be a top ten team? Ab- absolutely. Yeah. There's the talent. Um, the talent is there, but it's also some of it, half of it is very, very young talent. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is they need a lot more around them to be talented. Yeah, I mean, like are, Ponds, are guys going to be able to take the next step? Like we always thought Jalen Johnson was going to take the next step, yeah. the next step, the next step. It never happened. Right. Now, if you have guys improve like Eve Spawn's did from last year to this year, that's yeah. – oh, you're going to get – Vescovy should get better. I think Vescovy is someone who can potentially could control games maybe. He he won't I don't think he'll ever have that takeover ability, but like my point to that is right now what we know we don't have a guy that has a takeover ability. Fulgerson doesn't have it, Ponds doesn't have it, Josiah, I doubt will have it just because of the way he On plays offense. basketball. Yeah. yeah. And but I think Vescovi has the ability to control the game which is nice. Like, I think he is smart and skilled enough. He knows when to slow it down, when to speed it up, um, when to really attack the rim. I think he'd get better at that. But overall, he knows it. Now we got to have someone who can come over and take over a game. Mm -hmm. Is that Keon Johnson? Is that Jaden Springer? I don't know. I hope. I hope. We need it. If you don't have it, you will not be a top ten. You may win plenty of games, but you won't be a top top ten team. I mean, that that team that lost to – Loyola, Chicago, that, you know, Alexander, Schofield, Williams, Bowden, Turner, you know, all those guys, you knew how good they were. And so that's what made it so great the next year because we got everybody back. Yeah. But this year it's like, yeah, we get all these people back, but we didn't have a good year the year before. No. Um, you add in two guys, like you said, that, have, or three guys that have never played basketball or college basketball yeah. before. So, yeah, there's a lot of – a lot of unknowns, but I feel like the talent, like you said, is there. We just got to get better. Yeah, I, a same, lot. A lot of these guys have to take the next step. Kumawat, ha, we have to have something from him. Right. No, definitely. And, he, or, or Plofsic, either one of those two has to has to become a a reliable option. I, can, I mean, I will not be putting any much stock into Plofsic. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, keeping the cash out of there. Yep. Let's move into football. Let's, Let's do it. Talk about uh, some of these players that are returning. We're going to talk about our top 10. I don't know how you did this top 10. I kind of did it different. I kind of did it importance to just our best football players. So Yeah, I kind of I kind of did the same way. Um, anywhere in the mix. But we do have – obviously, we lost a lot of talent, especially oh, really on both sides of the ball, but especially the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, but all in all, returning – Quite a bit. Um, there definitely are some, I think, l- key player question marks. But that, I think there's a lot of, maybe similar to the basketball team from last year, plenty of role players returning. Yeah. So I think we're going to look for a lot of guys to step up and be the guy this year. And if we can get that, I mean, I'm pretty confident where we're at at the end of the year. Like, I feel good about where we're at. Yeah. I, I think if if you make it out of the Oklahoma game with a win – If you get out of the Oklahoma... Like, Tennessee fans are going to go nuts. What sucks about the Oklahoma game is, like, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. It it doesn't matter, but I'm saying if you win that game... Right. Like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It just sucks. Because you could potentially compete with anybody in the country to beat Oklahoma. If you beat Florida, like, it matters. Like, that's SEC potentially getting you to Atlanta. It's a big win, just like Oklahoma, but it also matters. Right. That's what sucks about that Oklahoma game is, in the grand scheme of things, unless you're talking about a trip to the college football playoff, it doesn't matter. And I just don't think we'll be talking about a trip to the college football playoff. So yeah, not. it doesn't matter. And it's very unfortunate. Um, obviously, if you get out of there, you're feeling good, but yeah, that doesn't matter. Not, that leads you into the next game. Yeah. I guess you got to win that one to even have a chance of playing the playoffs. So why not win it?
1: Yeah. Just go win.
0: You got to beat Charlotte though, too. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. I think we're, I think we're kind of past, you know, looking over opponents. I really, really hope so. <laughs> Hopefully, really hope so. Um, number one for me, number one returning player, uh, is Henry Toto. Okay. And this is a match of, I think he's just really talented, but also a big thing is I think you're looking for someone to replace the leadership that Batuli had, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And is it him? If, if it's him, I think you'd fill a big void there. Um, and I think it almost kind of needs to be him. There's not a lot of other options at that linebacker position, at least to be a leader. Um, but with talent and just what I think we need defensively from him uh, as a leader, I think is his the way he plays in 2020 is very very is going to tell a lot about how the team plays defense of unit plays in the in 2020. Yeah, because I mean he's he's the one to take over that defense. Like it's yeah. his defense now. Yeah. Um, my first one is actually Trey Smith, the comeback, comeback kid. Um, I just feel like you know we've talked about how every college football game starts in the trenches, especially in the SEC. Right. And so with him coming back, being – I think he's one of the best linemen we've ever had at Tennessee. I'm I'm kind of confident in saying that. Yeah. Um, and, and for him to come back for his senior season, you thought he was going to get a full spring practice in. That wasn't the case, but at least he's healthy. Right. Um, And there's still that plan – that, that plan seems to be working that – that he started with last year, and I think adding more weapons on the offensive offensive line, um, I feel like it's just going to elevate his game, and it's it's going to protect our offense, and hopefully we minimize mistakes with that. Right. My next one is uh, flipped to the offense, kind of similar to the Toho very talented, one of the most talented on the offensive side of the ball, but also kind of looking for him to step up in a different way, and that's a uh, running back Eric Gray. I think right now, I think you'd guess he's the starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they only had two spring practices, so I think you can confidently say that going into camp, he's going to be the number one guy, more than likely. Um, and I think we're just looking for a dynamic back that can do a lot of different things. We've got guys that are, uh, you know, really good between the tackles and guys that can get out into space and run, and Eric Gray's got a little bit of both of that in him. Um, one thing he did lack is catching out of the backfield, and we didn't even get to see him, like, catching the ball and going out of the backfield because he physically couldn't catch the ball out of the backfield this year. Yeah. Um, so I think if he's able to do those some of those dynamic things, he'll be the guy every game rather than us switching around. Obviously you have you know, Ty Chandler and Tim Jordan are really good backs, but I think if Eric Gray is able to really catch the if he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield and able to find whatever he found down the stretch last season, he'll be the number one guy all season. And I think he'll be really, really dynamic for us. And he's really talented. He's really fast. He runs behind his pads really well. He's from th- Memphis. He's from Memphis. He plays <laughs> like he's from Memphis. I think I think this I think he should, you know, everything's gotta gotta kinda be perfect for it to happen, but should be our number one back come September. I but, agree. And you, you finally saw like the the offense kinda used around him in that Indiana game. Right. Where he was able to, you know, be that check down back where he, he got it. I mean, he was – he won us that game. Yeah. For just being utilized, you know, out of the backfield. And um, he's the one that, that caught the um, onside kick. So, yeah, I'm super excited about Eric Gray. My number two is actually Henry Toa Um You know, I, I feel like it's, it's just his defense. You know, he was – he raved about Daniel Petuli and his leadership ability. And, you know, a lot of this coaching staff have raved about Henry Toa Toa and his ability to watch film, his ability to break down film, um, and his ability to lead. So uh, I'm excited to see kind of where his development goes and heads into this uh, 2020 season. Yeah. Number three for me is Trey Smith. I won't hit too much on Trey Smith. Just going to be the leader on the offensive line and probably the entire offensive team as well. Um, but hopefully we get him healthy. Right now he is. Hopefully we get him healthy for the whole season. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean I think definitely has probably has already you know put himself in some of the names of the greatest of all time, but has a chance to be probably the greatest of all time this season. Yeah. So, um, my number three is Eric Gray. Um, you know, just with the last couple of games in the in the 2019 season, it was just. Tennessee, I, we always felt like they're like one good back away from being like a really good offense, right? Because um, we've we've kind of always had good receivers, um, but we really I, haven't had a great running back in a long time. And we've really and we've had really good running backs. They just haven't been super dynamic, or if they or, or underutilized or underutilized. <laughs> they've, they've been, and this kind of goes in the underutilized. They've been on the bench when you know they should be in the backfield. And um, some of that for, on coaching, some of it though on guys not being able to either run downhill hard and it's a third and short situation or guys not doing a great job of getting out in space and, you know, we need yards late, like things like that or can't catch out of the backfield so we're having to go to another back or, mm-hmm. um, you know, not not being a great blocker and having to sit down so we can't use you the way we want to use you. If we can get a dynamic back, and I feel like Eric Gray has the best potential for that, I'd probably – see, the thing is I feel like all three of them have it, Tim Jordan and – Todd Chandler. I think Eric Gray more so, but all those guys are really physical and Todd Chandler and and Tim Jordan have good hands and they run downhill real hard, but I d I don't know. Eric Gray seems like the guy. Yeah, he oh, just, I mean, he's if, just like a difference maker. Yeah. And, and you almost kinda hope that he separates himself so it's never so you have the one guy. Yeah. But you need him to separate himself. Right. So Yep. Uh number four for me is Josh Palmer. And I think he's just got to – I think there's potential that some young guys could come in and help him. But right now, as of what we know, it's all on him to be the guy catching the ball and and making plays in space. So can he do that? Um, I think he has the talent to do so. It's it's, – you know, I think he runs really good routes. I think he's got some speed, uh, obviously has hands. Uh, He's made some incredible catches in his – he hasn't had a ton of targets over time because of – uh, guys splitting in the workload. I think the workload will stay split. There's plenty of talent on the roster, but I think he'll be the premier guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My number four is uh, Brandon Kennedy. Um, another part of that offensive line, he's been a uh, in college for 25 years. Yeah, So has been um, in college for a while. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just for him to have that, um, he's another leader on, on that offense. Um, you know, in a center, like it's kind of a lost art. Um, you don't really talk about centers, but I mean, you, you remember the great ones like Jeff Saturday, um, guys like that was Jack Clifton. He was a center, right? That's right. Jack Clifton. I don't know. Was he not? I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, just, just him being a part of this offensive line. I feel like it's going to open up hopefully tons of holes for Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, Tim Jordan, whoever right to run through. Um, and for him to for him to come back, I mean, that was that was huge. You know, Trey Smith was huge. You know, getting Cade Mays is gonna be huge. Brandon Kennedy coming back, that's gonna be huge. I'm just really excited about this offensive line. Yeah, I think this offensive line could be very dominant. My number five is Sean Schamber. Oh. And kind of I'm kind of putting him on that toe toe Nigel Warrior kind of spot. I think Nigel Warriors turnaround helped our Defensive or just secondary as a whole, so much at the Mm -hmm. end of the year. Yeah, Um, I think Shambergers had a lot of really good sparks. He was our he was started at that star position pretty much all year. Um, I think he got moved around and utilized in other areas, but star primarily. Um, But if he, I think if he can be a consistent performer for us and make make big plays when it's needed, I think. This is a guy that could lead your secondary, kind of taking that next step. You have guys like Elante Taylor and Bryce Thompson. Elante Taylor's got to, have, you talked about last week, him being in the doghouse most of the year. He's got to try to find his way back on the field. He's too good to be on the bench, but he's, he's got to prove it. Yep. Um, you've got guys like Warren Burrell, um, guys that can be on the field and be good, but as of what we know right now, who's our dynamic playmaker on in the secondary? We also get Baelin Buchanan back, you too. You do get so. Baelin Buchanan. I, Who's your dynamic playmaker? Yeah, I feel like that's part like that's got to come on Sean Chamber or something. He's got a chance to make plays in the box, um, as well as in the secondary at the position he plays. Can he do that? I think it could be a real defining point in how our secondary performs. Similar at a different position, but our secondary, how Nigel Warrior did in yep. the second half of the season. Uh, my my number five would be Josh Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's his year to be the number one guy. He's started since he was a freshman. Um, it's a familiar face. I feel like for for JG or, or whoever the quarterback is, um, somebody who's been there, done that. You know, we've recruited a lot of you know Malachi Wideman, Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Callaway. We've recruited guys at that position. I feel like he he's the guy that should take those guys under under his wing, right? Um, and kind of teach them the position. Um, yeah, his atro- his acrobatic catches are, are insane. His sideline catches just to be able to get a foot down. Um, you know, we talked about last spring that he could be the number one guy. Like, right. they thought that highly of him. Um, for whatever reason, I mean, it, it not he had a good year, um, but it was kind of behind Juwan Jennings, Mark West Callaway. Like, he, he, it always seemed like he was the third option. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see if when it's his time to be the first option, kind of where he goes. Right. Six for me is Bryce Thompson, kind of similar to to what I said about Sean Schamberger. Bryce Thompson has the ability to step up and be a leader in the secondary right now that desperately needs it. And I feel like the I want to see him create turnovers. That's what I want to see from him. Mm-hmm. Um and he's shown that ability in spurts, but yeah, I'd really I like Bryce Thompson a lot. I think he's our best uh, corner, maybe our best defensive back currently on the roster. Yep. Uh Tom Tom to make plays, kind of we need a we need a ball hawk on de- defense. And yep. if that could be if that could be Bryce Thompson for a game and people throw away from him, now we've made we um split the field in half and made teams play away from him. Yep. And that would be ideal. Yeah, absolutely. I, <clears throat> he's he's my number 6 as well. Great minds think alike. Um yeah, we just need we need more interceptions. Yeah, or fumbles, or or, or something, some anything kind of like that. We need defensive backs to create turnovers. You're back there to create turnover to create chaos. Yep. You're not back there to. I mean, if if it was just, I guess, catching the football, you'd be on offense. Yep. You're you're there to create chaos. You're there to lock down receivers. Let's see some guys do it. Um, I think Bryce Thompson with. You know, he went through what he went through last year um, or before the beginning of the year, and then it kind of led into – I think he – did he play in the Florida game? I think his Florida game was maybe the first game Bryce Thompson's? Yeah. Yeah, his first game back, I believe, yeah. it was Florida. Um, so, I mean, you, you get a whole full season, um, and this is your – this is, like, your make or break year. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it's your junior season. Like, you could leave for the draft if you have right. a great season. So – um yeah, I I just want to see some lockdown DBs and I think he has the best chance to do that. Yeah, and it helps so much when you're able to have a defensive back that can make you throw away yep. throw away from him. Um number 7 for me is probably kind of high, I probably have him overrated here, um but I think with our linebacker kind of being in question, this is a guy that could step up and the next guy I have. Uh that's Kevon Bennett. Um he's a guy who he actually finished with the second most tackles for a loss on the team the last year and had some had some spurts even in sec play of uh, just great football and i think he's going to be big to this big and valuable to this uh this linebacker unit that you just don't know what exactly you're going to get outside of henry toto mm-hmm. um pressure on the edge we don't know um could Kavon bennett be the starter the guy potentially and i think it's kind of on him to go out there as he'll be a I think a junior technically a redshirt junior this year. So yeah. this is his fourth year on campus, um, and has the has the opportunity to go and be a, a playmaker, um let's call it every down for fun. Yeah, I mean he he was kind of that guy at the end of the year that was opposite of Darrell Taylor. Um with Darrell Taylor gone, you know, it's it's his job to lose. Yeah. Um so yeah, just gotta take full advantage of that. My number seven is Emmett Gooden. He's coming back back. Um back from injury. Um just just a guy that you were able to get from the juco ranks and you were excited to to see what he had you liked his potential from the season before and then he's out for the year that you, what you thought was a question mark going into the season was an even bigger question mark because you lost him at gooden um right. so with him coming back i feel like that helps that defensive line out tremendously and i'm i'm excited to see him i, I think he's He's probably the most athletic defensive lineman. Maybe him and Darrell Middleton. Yeah, but they just look athletic. They're they're monsters. Yeah. No, yeah. Emmitt Gooden's um, potential impact on this team couldn't be because even this year, it's defensive front sevens still a question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you got to even consider that Darrell Middleton's somewhat of a question mark. He's not technically within good standing with the team. He's still working to get back. So if you lose him. You're even thinking uh, more so on, on Emmitt Gooden and what he can do. Um, my next one, I believe that's my number eight. DeAndre Johnson, I'm going with another linebacker position. Okay. A guy that I want to mm-hmm. see step up and make an impact. You talked about Darrell Taylor leaving. Um, who replaces him? Uh, I think, you know, you, there's young talent coming in. This guy's a senior, though, that has a chance to, to compete. Um, and he he had had a ton of, I guess, opportunities. Um but he's had. I mean, he has made. He's made do with the the little opportunities he's had. Mm-hmm. I feel like we know his name because of some of the little plays he's made, or sorry, some of the big plays he's made. But with little Tom, yeah, he hit a great um, bowl game. Yeah, and um, he, he hadn't had a ton of ton of times on the field. Yeah, he hadn't found the field a ton. Um, made it just enough, and and has made some big tackles and some big plays. Yep. Uh, my next one is Darrell Middleton, the the other uh, defensive lineman. Like you said, he's coming to. You know, he's trying to get back on the team, back in the groove of things. And, um, you know, I feel like this is, a, this is a big year for him. I feel like we saw flashes of it last year of what he could actually do. Because, I mean, this guy played tight end in high school. He was um, all-state in, in basketball. You know, he's a freak athlete at 6'7". He, he just looks like a – he doesn't look like a, necessarily a what you think of a defensive lineman to look like, a defensive right. tackle to look like. Right. Um but I, I feel like he has the opportunity to to make this defense a lot better just with his athleticism. I mean, he's the one that could take an interception and take it to the house. Yeah, what kind of basketball player is he? I feel like we could really use his size and physicality on the court. Yeah. I mean, I know he played at Oak Ridge and Clinton. We need to go pull some film. Desperately. Yeah. Number nine, you're going to like Powell. this one. He played at Powell. Powell? Pal yeah. in Oak Ridge? Yeah. Okay. Um, number nine, I think you're going to like this one. It's Austin Pope. Okay, uh, a guy that has again, this is another guy that, you know, maybe, maybe not the best tied in on the roster, um, but it's going to be his starting job loose because of where he was at last year, uh, and I think if he can find ways to be impactful in the uh, passing game, that changes it for him a ton. Mm-hmm. Right? He's already been effective in the running mm-hmm. game, um, been our best tied in in the running game, and and at times in the in the passing game, just not all, not consistent enough to be. Um, to help us entirely. He's helped us plenty, uh, but we'd like more from that. And I think if he's better in the passing game, I don't think we see him come off the field much. Yeah. At least not in those downs and distances. I mean, last year he was our most effective tight end. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. maybe that comes in because we didn't throw it to Dominique Wood Anderson, but if you watch the games, you're like, who's the best tight end on the field? It was Austin Pope. Right. Um, just, just like you said, with his physicality. Which is so weird to me because he came in as like, he played at CAK and they threw the ball all over the place. Right. Um To him. you well, know, he, I, he was basically a receiver. And, and I for, think he had to learn some of that physicality. That was not the case two years ago. Right. So he's definitely a different animal. Yeah. This past fall. Yeah, he, he's taking that role and taking it to heart and, and ran with it. So, yeah, let, let's see. You know, this is, like you said, it's his job to lose. He's tied in number one. Run some routes, catch some footballs, keep that physicality, and you know, he has a chance to be a really good tight end for us. Yep. Um, my number nine, you're gonna like this one. Brent Samaglia. Okay. That's my yeah, number. Going, 10. going kicker. Not um 10. I just love his passion, man. Like he, right? he he's a great kicker and then he just shows passion. He you know, some kickers are just like, I'm gonna go kick if I miss. Like you, you don't really tell the difference in if they make it or they miss it, right? Um, he's a guy he's gonna let you know if he makes it, and he's gonna be pissed off if he misses it, yep. And yeah, he's he, not afraid to get in anybody's face. I mean, I, yeah, I say we, we just need him to be who he's been throughout his entire career so far, mm-hmm. so he's my number 10 as well. Um, I just don't, you know, I don't have the same worries as I do about guys like I did, Pilarty being, you know, just it's hard, it's hard not to be a kicker and a head case, like, God, those things. Seem mutually exclusive. You're a kicker, you're a head case. So Maglia doesn't seem to be that guy. Um, so as long as we have him, just dong punch and 50 yard field goals this year, uh, nice I much. feel good about at least getting points. So we'll have points. a good dong punch. Absolutely. Not to my own, but <laughs> who's uh, number ten? My number ten is Jalen McCullough. Um, just with his upside, he kind of took over for Theo Jackson uh, later on in the year, and you know he, he just seems like he is. He loves to hit. We love that because we talked about last year. We just don't see big hits anymore. A lot of that is due to targeting, but you know we we just need some some big hits. And I feel like that's that's the guy who's not afraid to stick his nose in into the backfield and um, come up and fill fill the lanes and and lock somebody up. So I'm excited to see him in the starting role from day one and see kind of where it takes him. Right. Let's do it. I think you could also put guys like Aubrey Solomon. Uh, JG, Trayvon Flowers, Todd Chandler, I had Pope and Bennett kind of in that range as well. You know, there's a lot of guys you can put in there, but I feel like, I feel like we have a good mesh of, of good experienced talent and good and young talent. Oh, we I hope um, desperately, I can't, have especially after all this, I can't do another ter- terrible football season. So. Yeah. Which I guess this year didn't end up being terrible. We were so close. It started we off. We flirted it. started it. off pretty we bad. flirted with Dangerman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to mention something else before. Oh, tweet at us or drop them in the Facebook chat, whatever you're in. Uh, drop them in whatever chat. Let us know who your uh, your top returning, couple returning players are. If you have 10, throw out 10. Uh, but top two or three guys that you think are most important uh, for the 2020 we season. We also have another question. Let me get to that, too, before I forget. Um, so, Kanan Loop said... Who will improve the most this season on the court, and who, if anyone, will transfer? Um, most improved on the court? I, I've, I'm going to have almost, to say JJJ. I almost want to say Viscovi,
1: because yeah. he
0: improved very fast. Uh-huh. And I want to see, which I guess he doesn't technically get a full offseason with him now, but maybe a full fall with him and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe he won't be most improved by November, but maybe next March he'll be most improved. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see. I hope to see a different Josiah Jordan James. Like that Josiah Jordan James that is able to score, you know, 12 to 15 points and eight assists, five, six rebounds. I, I want to see that Josiah Jordan James day in and day out. He may not get the opportunity to get that many assists. Mm-hmm. He might not. He may not be the player. Or he or He might. Because, or he might. I mean, we struggled from three. We struggled to yep. shoot, scoring, and shooting the basketball. So, I mean, if, if you have guys that can knock down shots, he might have a lot more. Maybe he will not be the primary ball handler, though. Yeah. No, he will not. 2020, 2021. Um, looking at oh, don't... R- red shirt, I think Devontae Gaines um, gets the red shirt, maybe. Is a red shirt just with I'd say it's you know. The guard, yeah, the guards coming in. I just feel like there's not a lot of room for minutes. And you get, um, just blanked on his name transfer from Oregon. Oh, Victor Bailey, you get Victor Bailey as well. So you, you get another guard, yeah. So or wing, whatever you want to call it. great. We got a lot of wings, yeah. That's <laughs> so all we have is wings, no yeah. body, just wings, yeah. That's our issue right now. Um, moving like on to Appleby's our Applebee's, the 25 cent wings. <laughs> Have you had uh, those? And $2 PBRs. Do what? Have you had the $0.25? I have not. I probably have. I think I've had them once. I don't were being Weren terrible. Great, weren't terrible? Yeah. I mean, $0.25, cents, I guess. Like, Can't complain too yeah, much. Yeah, you take them. Yeah. Um, moving on to our villain bracket. We just wrapped up our voting. Let's run through the winners here. I've got it pulled up. Um, So, in the first match, Nick Saban over 13 men on the field. Not a surprise. Nick Saban takes that. Calipari with a huge win over um, state senator def- loser Matt Jones. Uh, Dan Wilkin beats the Jumbotron Crane. Failed politician. Yeah, failed politician. Very sad that the Jumbotron Crane didn't at least compete harder against Dan Wolkin. I blame you, Mark Nagy. Um, <laughs> Matt, uh, Mike Hamilton beat Lane Kiffin. SEC officiating with the called upset over Steve Spurrier. Uh, I'm very surprised how... Uh, maybe not that Will Wade won, but won by a large margin over John Adams. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was surprised at that. Yeah, Maybe a lot of people just don't know. Like, just aren't I sure like, who John Adams is? Yeah. That's fair. Um, I wish I didn't. Derek Dooley <laughs> over Mount Cody. And then a big-time upset, I think, maybe maybe the surprise, maybe the second most surprising, there's another surprising one, is Unoccupied Helmets over Bruce Pearl. That's a two, or a seven beating a two. i'm crazy butch jones with the runaway defeat over will muschamp you'll never ever see that set again in your entire life
1: john <laughs> That's curry. I matched them
0: up together yeah just so he could get a win over him finally john curry with the win over 17 point leads urban meyer over sweet sweet sister gene gino ariama over charles <laughs> woodson Making up for last week, ESPN with the eight seed over the one seed. She's good, right? Over Bear Bryant. Yeah, she's fine, I think. She's still alive. She at least won or lost that round, which is a good thing in this bracket. <laughs> but ESPN over Bear Bryant, man, would not have called that one. Yeah, that's wild. And then Greg Shiano with a humongous margin over John Gruden. Wouldn't have guessed that either. Rupp, Adolph Rupp, over the chart. Kind of a little surprised over that. The chart really hung around with some ball fans. Do, do people like know what the chart is? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had somebody ask me about what the I chart is. It's it's Adol for Rupp though. I think I, I don't think it was going to beat him. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, a racist, right? Yeah. And then Penny Hardaway with the win over Tease Tabor. Let's go vote. Let's go uh, pick winners real quick for these. Uh, we didn't keep track to see if. We'll have to I'll have to go back and listen to the last episode, and and um, we'll see how many we won. I'll I'll, uh, I'll write down today's okay, and then tonight. <sighs> Or by next episode, I guess, I'll have our – to see how many we got right. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a feeling I missed a few. Yeah, I think I missed a few too. Um, Nick Saban versus John Calipari. This is Sweet 16. We'll vote, have these vote tonight or tomorrow. I don't know when you're yeah, sending Yeah, we'll, we'll get this out tonight. Um, And then obviously by, they'll close out in the next – two I think we did two days last time. So two days until these are closed out. We'll announce the Elite Eight on our Sunday show. Yeah. Nick Saban over John Calipari. Ah, Dude, this is a good matchup. Two of the most hated coaches by the Tennessee um, fan base. Man, I think just because football is king, I think Nick Saban's going to win. But part of me, Calipari definitely takes more jabs at Tennessee. Yeah, I, I, you know, the paper comment kills me the last time he was in Knoxville. I mean, he he tries to troll. I just, I think the football. He tries to be like a Steve Spurrier, but like he, I don't know. I think the football aspect of this wins out. I'll take Saban. Yeah, I'm going to take Saban as well. And then Dan Walken over Mike Hamilton. This is a battle of the um the A D and A D best friends. Hey. Um I'm gonna go Mike Hamilton though. I don't think Dan Walken. I'm surprised I'm I'm honestly a little surprised. We gave Walken an easy first round, but I'm kinda surprised he beat the crane. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Mike Hamilton as well, just I mean, he's the one that can win this whole thing. He is a freaking moron. And then the next one. I is think he the job still? I doubt is it. he an AD somewhere? No, definitely not an AD. He might it. be in an office, but he's not an AD. Okay. Um, SEC officiating versus Will Wade. I think SEC officiating has a clear path to the Final Four. So I'm going to go officiating. I mean, is this kind of like hand in hand with the uh, the official that was an LSU fan? Is this kind of? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, they're kind of like these are two friendly foes going at it. Yeah, I mean this. We'll wait those money as the officiating takes money. It's, yeah, exactly. it's hand in hand. So yeah, I'm going to go SEC officiating too. I feel like if they beat Steve Spurrier, the visor guy, they can take out. will Wade. Right. I've got another upset coming this one. I think the helmets, I think the hell, I think we're going to see a seven versus an eight seed matchup in the elite eight in the white quadrant. I like it. I, I think, I think at this point, people want to see unoccupied helmets make it through. I think they get through. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go that as well. No, I won't. I won't. I hate Dooley a lot more because Dooley did not recruit an offensive lineman. And I've talked about, Jabari Davis talked about, Aaron Hayden talked about, how much SEC is won in the trenches. Yep, I'm going for the upset here, though. Going for the upset. I don't disagree. It's a lot funnier. Derek Dooley just wasn't funny. But him him on the stool on the sideline, that's funny. Him on – Willing out well, of Mississippi had, State. That's a He had plenty of funny moments. It's just not as much fun when people are laughing at you. Yeah, that's true. Um it's not as so much fun. Speaking of people laughing at you, the next one, Butch Jones versus John Curry. I've got Butch Jones. I just don't think John Curry's terribleness is enough to override Butch Jones' terribleness. I think no. Butch Jones is an easy, easy final four contestant. You think they're friends? Oh yeah. And that's why he was just trying to get like the worst. Coaches available. Yeah, they've got to be friends. There's no other explanation. I'm going to go Butch Jones as well. Um, But I hate both of those guys. Right. Right. Uh, Next one. I think this is an interesting matchup. Gino Ariamo er, 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 versus Urban Meyer. I'm going to go Gino. He's the worst. I'm going to go Urban. Okay. People kind of surprise me. I think I might have picked Sister Gene. People kind of surprise me with their love for hating Urban Meyer. Okay. I thought maybe it had diminished him. He had been out of the SEC long enough, but I think his latest antics have got people up in arms. People, they've got the uh, Hernandez documentary fresh in their mind. They know who Urban Meyer this That's Urban true. Meyer guy is. So That's the hatreds true. are I, in I deep. I forgot about the Aaron Hernandez thing. Yeah, he was a big part in that. Yeah, I think I think he beats Gino in this one. It, it would be an upset, just three over two, but I, I think that that gets it. Uh, after the after the number eight seed, ESPN upsets upsets number one Bear Bryant. It's now ESPN versus Greg Shiano. Oh, man. Shiano got way more hate than I thought he would. Yeah, a lot of people just... That whole situation was... I mean, there's like... Yeah, what did he really do? He was just kind of a part of the situation. And he got all the hate. I've got to go Shiano. You've all fans surprised me with your hatred for Greg Shiano. Well, to Shiano. ESPN like, took it on like... We didn't want Schiano, so ESPN was just like, oh, this is a terrible fan base. So yeah, ESPN, it, yeah. I, th- I think you're right. I think... I think gonna, the hatred for ESPN is gonna rise above. Whew. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ESPN on that as well. Just rise above hate. Um last matchup of this round Rupp versus Hardaway. I think Penny Hardaway gets it easy. Yeah, it's that's, that's an easy one. Yeah, Penny Hardaway. I think he could be in the final four real easily. Yeah. Ball of fists. I don't know. The the if if ESPN and Penny Hardaway go toe to toe, that's that's gonna be a good one. <laughs> Next. Moving on to free agency. Oh, go vote on this, by the way. It'll We, uh, Landon will have the poll out tonight. You could have voted in the first round. Can't now. But you can vote in the second round and the third round. Yeah. Sweet 16, baby. Um, so make sure you go vote for your person you most, you hate the most. Because we're not spreading love here. We're only spreading hate. Yeah. Love to hate. E-H-E. Everybody hate everybody. Yeah. So... Everybody hate everybody except, you know, Vol fans just stick together. It's, it's Vol fans versus everybody. Yeah. Vol, Vols versus everybody. Um, so make sure you go check it out. Make sure you vote. NFL free agency. There's a there's a couple big ones. Uh, I think the biggest one was Cam Newton got released by the Panthers. Um, Deion Lewis is headed to the Giants. Uh the Panthers signed PJ Walker, the quarterback for the Dallas Rough or no Houston Roughnecks. And then um Robbie Anderson from the Jets is headed to the Panthers. And then the Pats release Steven Gaskowski. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was wild because he's been there forever since Green like... Bay signed Funches. I did see that, yes. Jaguars signed Eifert. Doesn't help them a lot, but Yeah, they're bad. They're terrible. Um, what do you think? Where do you think Cam Newton ends up? Or I guess the where does Andy Dalton, Cam Newton? There's another one that's kind of left out there. Is Alex Smith a free agent? I don't know who ends up in Miami because I feel like they would get a veteran guy. I don't know. I know uh, the Patriots got Brian Hoyer. Yeah, um, yeah, who gets I, I think. Miami's definitely going to – their first pick is going to be a quarterback, whoever it is. you think whose pick's going to be quarterback? Miami. Miami? Yeah, I think they're number five. I, 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 they're they're going to definitely take a rookie quarterback, but I'm trying to figure out what veteran they go and sign. Yep. It won't be Andy Dalton or Cam Newton because they're looking for starting positions, but mm-hmm. and that will not be a guaranteed starting position. So I don't, I don't know where they go. Um, well, could it be? I mean, I think Andy Dalton would be a good – Pick up. I mean, I just can't imagine what's what's he done to earn to go in and be like, hey, I'm I'm the starter here because he's been a starter for how long, how many yeah, years now for a trash team that well, has yeah, the yeah number one overall. Pick. That's how the look at all the look how the NFL exchanges coaches. <laughs> that's yeah. just how it goes. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's just how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I I would think Cam Newton would have a way better contract than Andy Dalton, in my opinion. I. I don't know about after this year. This year may have hurt Cam Newton's potential to secure a nice contract because he was hurt. I mean, just hurt, and then just crazy. I mean, people thinking he's an ex Antonio Brown crazy. So <laughs> that's true. I don't think we can ever put anybody on the Antonio Brown crazy. Other than here's the problem, Aaron <laughs> Antonio Brown's crazy escalated. It's was like, oh he's not that crazy yet. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, he's almost that. crazy. I mean, he was. I, I get like. I was the one that said, "Why would the Steelers get rid of him?" They saw all this coming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's unpredictable. I don't know who the next next Antonio. I mean, yes. Hopefully, nobody. Especially if it's CTE related. Hopefully I mean, nobody yeah. You, you say Cam Newton, and and he's crazy. Like, could he end up in New England? I mean, if Josh Norman hadn't slapped him silly. Yet. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I I would have a tough time seeing that just because. I don't know him going to. I mean White if, receivers, I guess, does not make If Bill Belichick ton of sense. will or sorry, if Cam Newton is willing to deal with Bill Belichick, he could be in he could be in New England and he could win a Super Bowl. Yeah. If he's willing to do what Bill Belichick says. Yeah. I don't know if he's willing to do that though. I don't know. I mean I no, don't that that would be a very interesting like hard and, knocks to be like, please let us come, please and let us go. Belichick's not gonna pay him what he's probably wanting. That's probably the biggest hurdle. Yeah. Is he but with with, he with him me. being injury prone, I mean that's that's hard to negotiate a, as a player. Being like, "Hey, I'm worth this money." Are you though? Yep. Yeah. He's definitely going to want more. He's definitely going to want more than Andy Dalton. Dalton. I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong. Yeah. But it's hard after the year, probably really the last two years you've had. So, but I don't know anything else about free agency. You want to add in? No, I'm just. I don't know. Pfft. Sucks to be a Panthers fan, man. Are the Titans going to get clowny? I think so. I don't know. I mean, it's unofficially official right now. Yeah. Just I'd, the, I'd, I'd uh, imagine there's some contract things if like the NFL was ready to release it and then they didn't. What if like that kills his – Like He doesn't go to the Titans because of that video release. That would suck. That'd be the most Tennessee thing ever. Oh, yeah. 100%. It makes sense. makes sense. We're going to do some segments for you guys. Before we do that, let me tell you all about LinkedIn. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn jobs screen candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job posts in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rate LinkedIn jobs the number one hiring platform for delivery, delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com/team. Again, that's linkedin.com/team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, go check them out at LinkedIn if you want to find something for your hiring solutions. Do it. If you had If you had we told you guys we didn't know what the timeline looked like. We didn't know if we'd do this past quarantine. We're officially in day seven of quarantine. Sorry, we're unofficially official in day seven of quarantine. Bring it back if you had. If you had three meals to eat every day. Or two meals. We'll, we'll go two meals. Two meals. So you had. Any meal I want to. Any meal. Steak. That's it. Just steak. Oh, I didn't know we could... It's a meal, man. I can produce a whole meal. Yeah, just a meal, but you like have to three eat course it every meal? day. Three-course meal. You have to eat it yeah, every just, day. Yeah, just give me a salad, steak, potatoes. Okay. Well, let's go to Dr. Pepper just for fun. <laughs> let's get wild in here. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I didn't know we were doing that full. Okay, yeah, cool. I would go the full tailgate spread. Oh, wow, okay. I'm going to go buffalo chicken dip, uh, chicken tenders, the the meatballs, mac and cheese. That's a little bit of stretch on a on a meal there. Hey, Mister. I mean, every day. <laughs> I mean, we ate that for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner one day. So I yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. You make it sound like you're about to get. It, okay, well, I'll just if, go you, you make buffalo sound, chicken dip. That, that's my main thing. You I make it sound that. like you're on death row. That you're like, I want all this. <laughs> this is my last meal. I mean, that that's it. Feels like that sometimes on game day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> my last one is simple. I'm a simple man. Chips and salsa. Oh, okay. Dylan, Dylan has small hand, Dylan, small hands. Dylan has constantly said it is the most underrated snack of all time. I don't know if it's an underrated snack. It might be appropriately rated, but it's a great snack and I could eat it all day. That's your meal. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you said meal. I think you just said food. Okay. So I didn't know meal. So I'll go, I'll throw that one in cause that's an easy snack. You can get different kinds of salsa. You can get different kinds of chips. So what's your kind of, what's your favorite kind of salsa? Um, I will get a restaurant salsa. Restaurant salsa usually isn't chunky enough for me. Oh, I like so you, like you like chunky. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like chunky yeah. <laughs> you like chunky. <laughs> um, mine is... You kind of went Mexican, kind of. Um, I'm going to go Arroz con pollo. I like chicken, rice, and cheese. I don't like onions. You like you like onions, right? Not my Arroz con pollo. I, I like don't. onions, but not mine. Okay, gotcha. They put way too much. They put way too many vegetables in there if you don't tell them no vegetables. Right. Yeah. yeah. Arrows can boil. I actually had that leftover today. It's great. How do you have leftovers? It was not wise. Okay. I was like, I nice. do not have any leftovers. It very off, very off, uh, off for you to have leftovers. Yeah. There you go. If you had two meals, let us know what they would be. Sweet Mattis us. On death row. Yeah. You- yeah, on death row. What <laughs> would your two meals on death row be? You only get one, but what are your two? Yeah. You got a second one. Right. Stupidity is an epidemic. I, I got to work harder to find these. You having, you having issues? Yeah. I mean, people just aren't voc- being as easily stupid in public. I don't know. The Rams logo is pretty stupid. My favorite part about it is, though, since they changed their logo, now their stadium, which was designed to look like their old logo, no longer looks like that. It no longer looks like their logo. That's dumb. Like, um, they designed this billion-dollar I hate that it looks like Rapunzel. I just think it looks so childish. Yeah. I don't know. The L just seems off to me. Like, it it, it looks like it. Do, it's not even supposed to be there. I have no idea. It's bad. I know that, that it's bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, My first one is James Smith, guy from Facebook. I actually went to Facebook to see this one. He says, all these great quarterbacks switching teams while Drew Brees... He has the GO in parentheses, playing his entire career in one city. Buddy, Drew Brees played for the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I did not know <laughs> that. I mean, I don't disagree. He's a great quarterback, but he didn't play his entire career in one city. Come on. No, he didn't. Most of it, goes out to all the people taking what they call coronavirus pictures and putting their hand over their mouth. When you're not supposed to be touching your face or coughing into your hand. You should cough in like a vampire cough, Dwight Schrute style. No, wait. Dwight doesn't believe that's how they'd cough. I don't remember how he believes they'd cough. But you get it. You get it. Um, My next one is Wes Rucker. He says, Jalen Johnson is leaving the Vols basketball program, but he's not a quitter. There's a difference. I mean, I'm not willing to call him a quitter, Wes, but shut up. I, I just don't understand. Like, why did he... Why not put Jalen Johnson is leaving the Vols basketball program? Yeah, why do you need to do, do he, that? He's not event? a quitter. He didn't quit the game of basketball. He just went to play for another team because he wouldn't get to get into play. I don't necessarily think he's a quitter. I mean, if he had quit in the middle of the season, we'd maybe having a different conversation. Yeah. But it's not. So Right. It's not. Do you have any more stupidities? And there's obviously a difference from leaving and quitting. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference. Do you have any more stupidities? <sighs> I think that might be it. Let me ask you about: Did you see the Hunger Games district? If it was the United States, I did see that, dude. Why did they split? Up? Why did? Why is 11 one like? Okay, you give the South because a region, fine, but you can't give the South the South and then all of Texas. Like yeah. that's just immediate. You lost. Everyone else lost. It's too much. I, too much crazy. The only people that would have a chance is New Orleans, Florida, the uh, that district. That district, wild card. I feel like you don't know. So, it's does a lot it, of meth. So, who wins? What is uh, Katniss? What is their nah, no clue? Are they 11? No clue. Hmm. Yeah, that's three. That's district three. And that's what Katniss is. No, she, no, she did it for Rue because she died. That's stupid, then. Come on, Caleb. I'm sorry. I don't know about. <laughs> I don't even know what the movies are called. Hunger Games. <laughs> I hate that I didn't know that. You should hate yourself. Also, like you didn't know Tiger King was seven episodes. You thought it was one. So you didn't get any of these jokes and memes going around. So did you get I wouldn't say I didn't get did you see PFT's tweet today? I don't think so. I haven't been on Twitter much today. Um let me let me get it for you. So, he tweeted this. Nah, yeah. Because in the last episode, the guy that's like kind of telling on everybody, this is him like riding this jet ski. Interesting. No, I'll have to finish all the episodes. Yeah, I was one episode in, so. You gotta go get it, because it's hilarious. Also, Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. 100%. That's I'll, what everybody's I'll, saying. I'll tell you this. He's a multi millionaire. That lady's crazy. I do love in the first episode how they're getting to Carol Baskin's house, and that dude's like, oh, she's dressed perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he's a multi millionaire and just like vanishes in thin air. How was he a multi millionaire? What was he doing? Just like Cat Rescue? Yeah, I think he, yeah. I well, that's think so. stupid. So they're making way more money than anybody off this deal, and they're all pissed about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, like I don't understand how they're any different than anybody else in the show. They literally not, have tigers in cages because they're not breeding them. Either. But they call they call themselves Big Cat Rescue. I don't understand how they're rescuing because they're them. not breeding them. Oh my gosh. They're not, but doesn't breeding? I mean, they're not misusing them. They're not mistreating. I, I, I understand them. mistreating and stuff like that, but breeding of them is that bad? I feel like that helps endangered animals, right? It can be bad. right. It can but be. They don't. I believe their issue, if I remember, not necessarily just them, but like it's it's the cub petting a lot and stuff of people's, like but also just like the breeding without regulations, mm-hmm. essentially. Because yes, it can be good, but it's not always good, right? So, I don't know. I've only seen one episode. so... Yeah. It's, it's wild and crazy. Pretty disappointed um, that Netflix didn't send me directly to the next episode, by the way. <laughs> they did on mine. It ended like it ended. And I was like, okay. Peace, bro. That's weird. Cool. I mean, it ended too. Like the first episode, it's like, well, I mean, you just pretty much get that they hated each other and that's it. <laughs> seems pretty straightforward to me. Didn't know there's also the main killing. I did. I thought the main killing would involve the two characters that are in it, not The random dude that's married to him. So, yeah, I don't know. There's there's quite a bit of people. I guess I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah, sounds good. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah, there you go, guys. Thank you all for listening. Check us out Google, Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever there's a podcast. You can find us also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Stay in here for Sunday. Got some news coming your way. Also check out our bracket. Make sure you vote in it on Twitter. Yeah, vote for your villains um and thanks for Neil Mafia. He's back on the show. Finally. Good to have him back. Finally, yeah. Um that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.